You got a Rolodex as thick as my cock. Hometown. Yeah. What do you think Ari is a loud comer? Welcome back to the Bachelor Lifestyle from theballerlifestyle.com. This is the show specifically dedicated to the best slash worst game show in the history of television. Of course, I'm talking about The Bachelor, the current season of The Bachelor is what we're discussing. Every week, we talk about that week's episode. My name, of course, is Brian Beckner. How could you forget? Missed you guys. Joining me now, as always, is the inimitable, unimitatable, singular voice in the radio slash TV slash podcasting industry. Of course, I'm talking about Jason Stewart. Jason, what's up? Hello, everybody. Now, uh, this is exactly this is a text conversation that uh, Brian and I had oh, last. This, oh, oh, a little behind the scenes, yet Jason like, piercing the veil, breaking the fifth wall. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I, I hate to let him behind the curtain because that's the last thing you ever want to do in radio is let people behind the curtain. Great, great and powerful Oz is only a man. Brian, in radio terminology, said, you lead tomorrow. And my response was, okay, so that's your that's your uh, way of saying that you're not watching the show tonight. And he said, no, it's just that you're better with the details on the chronology of the episode. Because I think last week, you probably went back and did some homework. Like a good, a good podcaster listens to their own podcast. No, I don't. And, I never do. Critical. Oh well, it just seemed la- it just seemed like last week you were referring to things that I kept checking you on on the chronology, like it happened sooner in the episode or later. It was worse. It was worse two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, oh. I was really fucking up the timeline badly, badly. It all well because it's. I mean, there's not like was this at the cocktail party or was this at the group date? And the, and you know, it's it's really hard to distinguish unless you play. Cl- pay close attention, which I clearly do not. So I was like, you know what? Jason is much better on the details. Why don't we have him? And plus, you know, I host two shows. I got a lot of recording to do tonight and people, I notice that my voice tends to dominate. So I thought I'd let you run the show. Wow. That's very unselfish of you. And for you you to not have an ego, like that, that really speaks uh, speaks well for you because this industry is filled with egos. That's right. Song, I'm 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 egoless. Egoless. So, so what, where do we begin here? What do you have any other uh, business to discuss before we? Oh, you know what? I do need to update our listeners. Oh, yeah. um, specifically, one one uh, one guy on Twitter who hooked me up with a uh, Caroline Lunny. Not Dan. No, it wasn't not Dan, and I. God, now I'm remiss that I. Oh, I know who it is. It's it's the, the tweeter. It's David Bray. Brahe Bray. You know, I think it is. Okay, yeah, Dave. He's yeah, a good Dave, dude. He's a good guy. So, um, you know, I I reached out to Caroline three four weeks ago. She is the hottest uh, 
contestant on this season of The Bachelor that was let go unceremoniously. I, and, it, can, it can't. It cannot be overstated how hot she is. Like I've I follow her on Instagram yeah. now, and I keep expecting to be proven wrong. Like, oh, Brian, you're such a fanboy. You're such a loser. Like she's not that hot. And then every time I see her, I'm like, oh no, yeah, no, she's just as hot as I've always thought. Yeah, like a, a former Miss uh, Massachusetts. Right. Uh, Really would love to be like Instagram star, but she seems to have a cool, like a level head, and she's really good looking. So she got kicked off too early. It's this. This could be it for her as an as with for her career as an influencer. But I, but I went on on Twitter because I've noticed that she has a marginal Twitter following, and of course, Instagram is a hot chick. She's got a bunch, and like as the old adage says, I mean, they've been saying this for centuries. Her Instagram account says I have no shot, but her Twitter account says I got a chance. You know what? It's the, that's what my, my great-grandmother used to tell me before she passed. Yeah. She said the exact same thing to me all the time. Yeah. And, I mean, it's an old adage. And uh, so I, I tweeted at her and got ignored because she had, she had liked a couple of my tweets. And then David Brehe uh, engaged her. She responded to him and me saying something along the lines of, what is this exactly? How do I get signed up? Yeah, or something? see, I, uh, and so I saw that, but I played it cool. Because yeah, I, I didn't I mean, want to, you're the producer, you're the guy, you make connections like this all the time, and I didn't want to cloud the situation by having too many voices in there. So I'm like, I'll hang back and, and see how this goes. I've spent the better part of uh, 20 years booking talent. That's, You're the best that's a the part business. of my trade. That's, that's in my skill set. It's yeah. on my resume. Yeah. And, uh, you got to, you got to roll a Dex as thick as my cock. Yes. I, I have, I have a Rolodex. Um, still like an actual physical Rolodex. And so I figured it was like an empty netter, man. She's in, she's already responded. Hockey reference. Um, very, yeah, very, go, e- very easily digested by fans of The Bachelor. Continue. Yeah, I'm just going to go in for the for the finish job. David Brehe did all the legwork, and I'm just going to go in as a closer. Tough name to pronounce. Tough name to pronounce. Like, just do an Ellis Island and just spell it phonetically. It, Brahe, Bray. I think it's Bray. Yeah. Continue. I think it's Bray. And uh, Caroline Lunny. Well, you know, using my closing language of it, we, we do a podcast once a week. We're big fans of you. We're big fans of the show. Just DM me a way to contact Sign you. Up. And I think maybe maybe that last sentence is what would scare her off or make her hesitate. Because what is she going to do? DM me her cell right. or email you know. or even I mean, but I mean, she maybe she just is so Twitter ignorant. <laughs> He doesn't know she could just follow me for a little bit and we could do a little exchange. She's I don't I don't feel like she's big enough or has been on the scene long enough as an influencer to have people. So I feel like she's got to contact you directly. Yeah, and I, I could see where you'd be hesitant to give some forty five year old, you know, kind of sappy dude your uh, your contact information. But anyways, We'll keep chasing that. I know if, uh, if she oh, comes on, it'll be a big get. Yeah. So you didn't, because I expected you to say, so next week. No, but I've got, I, the update is, even even though Dave Bray gave, did a great legwork there, got her attention, I could not close the deal. 
wouldn't be the first time. Well, let, let's let's hold out. It'd be nice to get her. So here's what we should do. End of the season. After put this, we probably don't need to do this on the air. We'll, we'll keep um, working. We'll keep efforting. Caroline Lunny, huge fan of hers, but I won't make it creepy. If you're listening, Caroline, don't worry. I won't make it creepy. B, um, put it in your notes that we got to book reality Steve for after the final rose because he's got all, we can't have him on during the season because he, he'll accidentally spoil things and we don't like spoilers. But then we're, we'll get the, all the behind the scenes dirt once the season ends with our good friend reality Steve. Does that, does that sound good? Yeah, let's do it. All right, cool. Uh, okay, keep efforting Caroline Lunny. We'll put Reality Steve together. Uh, what happened this week? So last week we were in Paris, the City of Lights, yep. the most romantic city. Um, the This season's – I mean these seasons always go the same. This season's uh, villain got kicked off around the time that villain normally gets kicked off. We lost Crystal, who had a fierce body and was just – borderline insane like she might need actual uh medical attention to for whatever she's got going on but she's gone we moved from paris to tuscany long pause italy as tia would say what happened this week in tuscany jason all right so so uh just to kind of go back to last night as i'm watching it you and i get a tweet from uh from drew in west la who you know, is a big fan. Um, and he's, I guess maybe he has been listening to the podcast and he's, he's one of the segment of our listeners that started watching the show because of the podcast. And I could tell he dropped in on last night's episode. We got a bunch of those. Yeah. Because his tweet is, this is so uncomfortable to watch. I don't know how you and Brian do it. The bachelor. So that tells me he just watched last night. And, And my explanation to him is, you know, this is a week before hometowns, and you're right. They've kicked out the villain, which means they've kicked out the drama. And I told him this is, you know, we've reached, we have officially reached the touchy feely uh, phase of the show, the last, the last quarter, and the ridiculousness is is out the door. The home stretch is all about um, watching feelings being hurt and finding humor in that. Would you agree with that? Um, yeah, it does. It you have to sort of suspend. Disbelief. I've long said, and I'll say it again, that this show is a game show where the beauty of the game show is that the only people that aren't aware that they're on a, that, that that the show is a game show are the participants, the contestants on the game show. So you kind of have to when you see these chicks crying because they get into it. And I was I was watching. Um, last night a little bit with my betrothed, she likes to weigh in. She's not a uh, fancy sauce for fans of the show. No fancy sauce. She, um, has chosen not to participate in the bachelor this season, although she used to blog about it on the lifestyle.com and we've done lots of podcasts with her on it before. And I was commenting last night that it's so funny because, and specifically, I know we're going to talk about Jacqueline. This Jacqueline is starts having a mental breakdown last night she's she's actually going nuts because she doesn't she doesn't understand her feelings and is she in it for the right reasons and all that and i'm laughing because these chicks get so caught up in the attention of a dude that they would not give the time of day if he tried to talk to them at a bar if they met if 
any of these girls, save for maybe Becca, the Becca that stayed, Becca K. If any of these girls were approached by this dork in real life IRL, they would move right past him for his better looking, more charming friend. And it's just funny that since he's set up as this prize, that they actually lose their minds battling over him when they would have no interest otherwise. Would you agree, Jason? Oh, that's exactly what it is. Yep. And I mean, you bring up Jacqueline, and I would almost dispute that I, in in normal seasons, whether it be Bachelorette or Bachelor, you have, yeah, you. Ha- I mean, they have producers that are very skilled at casting these things, and they always get a touch of crazy in everybody and a touch of dumb that they're – they get wrapped up in the show and they, they forget they're on TV or something. So we're all just watching them make fools of themselves. But I will say there's, and, and, and he's done a pretty good job of paring them down. There are still three women left that are way too smart for the show and way, way too self-aware. It's almost been an interesting um, kind of look-see at what happens when like semi-normal people that are smart, how they, uh, how they translate the show or how they, you know, how they, uh, I guess, what would you say? Process the, the, the right. program because yeah. in Jack, in the middle of Jacqueline's breakdown and we're kind of skipping ahead here, but like, this is someone that, that, uh, from the beginning, we thought she's really smart. She got almost zero attention for the first three or four episodes. And then, um, he kept holding her over. Now she finally goes on a, uh, a one-on-one date. This is her first one-on-one day of the season. It's real late in the season. Aces it. And, and she's going nuts. Like, she's crying. And she's she's very conflicted about her feelings because she's like, wait a minute. Am I falling in love with – I think she said this exactly. I don't know if I'm falling in love with him or falling in love with falling in love. Exactly. And that's a perfect way yes. of putting it. Yes. Am I so wrapped up and falling in love on this on this TV show that I had no idea I would have you know get wrapped up in feelings, or do I actually like this uh, closet homosexual who's got zero going for him except some soft lips supposedly? Yeah, she uh, she figured it out. She hadn't realized that she figured it out, but she had cracked the Bachelor code, which of course all the lists or all the watchers, the viewers can realize what's going on the whole time. But when you're in it, when you're immersed in the show, you, you don't have the perspective where you can look at it and go, Oh, 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 here's what's going on. Like this guy's a big goofball and I I wouldn't like him outside of this situation, but she starts to crack the veil and she goes, wait, wait, hold on. I don't like this guy. I mean, maybe I could like this guy, but how long have we been together? alone the two of us this entire six weeks or however long it's been three hours maybe i'm i think i'm going i think i'm uh, taking the over there like a total of three hours yeah yeah. Uh, they've probably been together three hours you can't fall in love in three hours you just can't and that's that's the joke where you're required to fall in love on the show and jacqueline's like wait I'm not in love with this guy. I'm in love with the idea that I might be able to fall in love with him. I need to get the fuck out of here. And oh, by the way, is this a potential play to get picked up as the bachelorette? We've seen this before. The late opt out 
where you, hey, this chick's looking like she might be a favorite and suddenly, oh, I got to bounce. I'm out of here. I'm leaving. We've seen it on both The Bachelorette and The Bachelor, and it's it's become sort of a trope, a move, if you will, to try to extend your run because it's it's never the winner that's the that gets the most play out of this show. It's the one who goes on to the next show, and that's what these girls are looking at. And, and I mean, and Jacqueline is a great candidate for Bachelorette, and that she's really good looking, very articulate. She's a great subject. I just don't. I honestly think she's too smart and too grounded to even believe that. Like. When they pick out, when they cast these uh, subjects for Bachelor or Bachelorette, there's always this like touch of complete narcissism and uh, and this belief that they can fall in love. Like they, I, I do truly right. believe people think they could fall in love and be married. I don't think she's she's into that. And no. plus, as we pointed out last week, <laughs> like she's spending the next six years in school. Yeah, she's, like getting, she's, she's like getting, getting her PhD. Like she's she's legitimate, yeah. you know. Like she's not in a position to be married, and she knows that. She's not. Oh yeah, I'm I'm going to travel around and do press for this. No, I I have exams. I have to write a, a doctoral thesis. Like, come on. She's really the anti bachelor candidate. Uh, R.I.P. Jacqueline. I, I'm kind of jumping ahead here. I know my job is to lead this thing to stay chronological, but right. I will say, um, she. She goes to him with concerns. She's the one who pretty much ends this thing the yeah. night of their of their date. And all the credit in the world to her because all she had to do was just tip her hat uh, that she was on board for a little bit longer. And yeah. she could ride out the rest of the week in Italy. She could for just sure. like, take, him to, take him to the hometown. And I'm sure the bachelor – Pays for a bunch of like of uh, I don't know like renovations in the uh, in the kitchen area that they're about to go into or something. But like um, she didn't she didn't do that. She just she bailed. She like, bounced. I'm yep. out of here. I'm not feeling it. I kind of give her credit for that. Hundred percent. So yeah. So that's just and we could just skip ahead to that because what it, the show starts right with a with a one on one date. We 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 learn that there's going to be no Chris Harrison shows up right. And he's like, Hey, here's what's up. We're, there's going to be no, um, there's going to be no cocktail party. There's no rose ceremony. There's, this is just your, there's going to be three one-on-ones. And if you get a rose, you're on to hometowns. Then there's going to be one fucking group date. And whoever doesn't pass the group date, get to the two group date roses. You're fucking out of here. Um, and so then, I he, will say that. yeah. I will say this. So this is the episode for those who don't watch, right? This is the episode before hometowns, which is a uh, benchmark episode of this, uh, of this show every season where the bachelor or bachelorette will go to the hometowns of the final four contestants yes. and meet their families. And, you know, or as Juan Pablo famously repeated 90 times in the episode before hometowns, hometown. Wow. I like to, I wow. like to take you to Hontas. Well, he was Venez- in accent. Yeah. <laughs> Jason, he's, he's from Venezuela. We're <laughs> uh, You you seem like a girl who does Hontas. And um, wow. But uh, but by the way, uh, it's hard to start there because, and it's real easy to overlook this and not talk about it because 
she is so vanilla and so uh, forgettable. He actually went on his first one-on-one date with Becca. Yeah. Not the Becca cute K. little uh, yeah. 22-year-old, but the very uh, vanilla, forgettable, um, unimpressive Becca, who's, I mean, decent enough. And she's like, she seems like a, a nice girl that you'd want to take home to your parents, but there is nothing that sticks out about her at all. No. So, so we can just kind of cruise past. Not Becca. especially cute. He takes her on a, on a date in a, in a vintage Alfa Romeo Roadster. They go out. I did notice though, and I didn't, I almost took a picture of it. Um, they, they had like a little picnic thing prior to their dinner or whatever they did. And, um, she was like sitting on a blanket on some grass. Was it just the perspective of the camera or is she rocking some like Patrick Ewing size 17? Like, could she wear Shaq's shoes and not need two pairs of socks? Uh, I I feel, I I, I did not notice that. You're you're usually one for the, uh, for the ensemble, the the dress, the yeah, yeah. The I like to check them out. I like to check them out. I don't know if it was just because the they shot her low and her foot was like in the front of the frame, but she looks like she goes an easy size eleven, maybe twelve. But th- this is how unspectacular she is. She gets a rose on that date. Like yeah. she's she's fine. She's just pleasant, and he obviously likes she's, her. She's super. He hasn't taken her out since the very first one-on-one date. So it's been this long between one-on-one dates, and he gave her a rose. So we're going to see her at home next week with her family, and and she's so uninteresting. So boring. Um, Also, she's from Minneapolis. Like, oh, my God, so cold. There's just no there there. Going to a a Twins game? Like, let's go go see Carl Anthony Towns. Towns and maybe I can trade shoes with him since we wear the same size. Like I don't like I don't even get it. What's going on there? Yeah, it's really kind of the this is really kind of the anti bachelor uh, season, and that you have like three very smart, uh, self aware women, and then you just have this woman that was that was cast on the show who brings zero to the table. She's not crazy. There's no drama. She um, again very forgettable. But anyways. So she has a rose and she's locked in. So we basically talked about Jacqueline. Uh, I'm not even sure what they did on their date because all the interesting stuff happens after the date or, or, or right before the date when she goes to his room. I think she had a great, another great line. Jacqueline, we're back to the chick that, uh, that is so smart for the show and yeah. she has great lines. She said, as she's talking to him in, in his room, as they're breaking up, right? Yeah. So wait, so so Becca comes back from the date and she's the real cock of the walk. She like walks in oh, yeah. with holding the rose like at her chest. Oh yeah. Like clutching the rose and all the other girls like like go, put their hand to their mouth like they gasp. <gasps> like she's kind oh, yeah. of rose like it's it's such a thing and it's so weird and meanwhile Jacqueline is clearly having second thoughts. She's freaking out. She she is, and she does something that's out of the box. You don't see it very often, but every once in a while you do. In fact, the last Bachelor season, we saw this happen. And now who was the name of that really hot blonde Corinne. who went into Corinne. Nick's room? Yeah. Corinne famously went to Nick's room at this point in the show. To fuck him. To basically say you can have sex with me right now if you want. Yeah. One of the one of the more memorable uh, 
I guess, uh, episodes and, and parts of an episode that you'll see on this show. It was so just out there. Yep. Well, Jacqueline goes right to his room. He opens up thinking maybe that's what she's there for. And he gets just a handful of conflict. I don't know if I could do this. Tears. Yep. But at the same time, she looks up at him and she says to him, I don't know if I want to do this. I, I think I'm probably out. But she says, I'm so attracted to you. I can't even look at you. Yeah. And then she starts making out with him. It's like she, she was basically saying, you're, you're not long term. I will never marry you. Yeah. I'm not into this process at all. But I really want to have sex with She's you. She's basically said, look. I'm going to take off. I'm out of here. It's This isn't going to work with my PhD thing. I didn't think I'd make it this far. I just kind of came here for fun. Uh, I'm, I'm in love with the idea of being in love, but no hard feelings. Because he starts to tear up, this Ari. Because Ari, he's a real dolt. And he can't deal. He's being rejected. And if you notice, the couple of the girls that are still around are the ones that have made him work. Jacqueline and Lauren B both were like kind of lukewarm on, on him and made him chase them. So he's, she's like, look, I'm out of here. And you could see his eyes get a bit red and he starts to tear up, but she's basically like, I'm going to bounce, but I like you. You know, this could, maybe this could have gone further if it was in another situation. No hard feelings. What if I suck your dick? Yeah. I mean, basically like she just like, Hey, just a courtesy, so courtesy blowjob. She's so attracted to him. I noticed also she's like, I don't, she's about to cry. And she's like, I might need a sip of your wine. And she reaches down because he, we've learned he loves wine. He's just hanging out in his room, drinking wine by himself. And she's like, I, I might need a sip of your wine. And she reaches down for the glass. And I'm not, you know, I'm not the editor on the show. I'm not, I know it's hard to produce these things, but there's two glasses of wine on the table. You can go back, rewind the tape. <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's a second class there. So I'm just saying that this may be a little more staged the the than we you know, we want to suspend disbelief, but she's like I might need to sip your wine and she reaches down and as she grabs his glass of wine, you see another glass of wine in the frame next to her hand. So I'm just, you know, it's just a thing I noticed. Continue. So, well, as somebody who's been on a reality dating show, I know That's exactly right. I know exactly what happened. You know, they have, they may have had like a, a one camera to take her up to the door to knock on it, and then they had him answering it. But the second that there was that, you know, can I come in and talk? Sure. All right, cut. And then they have to reestablish in the living room with multiple right. cameras, yeah. multiple takes. And at that point, a producer probably thought, I probably need to just put the, another glass down here for this. Just like in it, case, yeah. There's zero natural flow to this thing. Is, which is it makes it even more amazing that you have these like genuine moments from this chick. Like, quick, quick aside, quick aside though, because I don't. There's something I've been meaning to ask you about, and you sell yourself short as someone who's been on a reality dating show. You're the greatest contestant in the history of reality dating shows. Anybody that hasn't seen it, go to YouTube and just type in the words "blind date Jason Stewart," and you will see just the just a a, a performance. For the ages. My question to you is the hot tub scene. Was that shot at splashes? The hot tub, like the gay hot tub hookup place in LA, or was that like at some shady apartment complex? No, it was called splashes. You've heard of it? 
He, he went to splashes. Well, I was, I listened, I happened, and this is a major aside, but I'm gonna leave it in. The, um, one of my favorite comics, Tom Segura, um, he was, he has a podcast. It's called Your Mom's House that he does with his wife. And he was talking about when he first came to LA, he, they were talking about Blind Date and how Blind Date shot at splashes where he worked. He worked at splashes where people used to bring hookers to have sex with them. And they also shot Blind Date. Often. Awesome. That's so, it. okay, continue. Uh, I just wanted to confirm that that was in fact at splashes. Well, I mean, I, I'll, I'll take the tangent even further, and that I know Tom Segura. Oh, that's right. He used to come on the show. He he was uh, Jay Moore's uh, kind of right hand guy for a while, and I've watched Tom's. I've followed his career since. He's really funny. He's the he's the best. He, he has the joke. Um, what about these these people on bikes? He's like, you know, I was driving in my, uh, I was driving in my, in my truck and this guy on a bike pulls up to me on the bike line and says, Hey, fucker, I'm on a bike. And I said, yeah, I'm in a truck. And then he, he gives a little gesture that all it takes, all it takes is one. And then he like turns the, uh, the wheel to the right. Right. The end. Yeah. Check. Yeah. Check out it. If you haven't watched it on Netflix, check out Tommy's new special disgraceful on Netflix. It's great. Okay. Continue. That was an aside. Continue Jason. So Jack, uh, we're, we're spending too much time on Jacqueline. Jacqueline is basically like, look, I'm out of here, but by the way, if you want, I can suck your dick or whatever, but you could tell Ari's too sad. His, his, you don't see actual tears, but his eyes get real red. Like when you're a little kid and something doesn't go your way. Like that's, that's the level of maturity that Ari is at. He doesn't, he doesn't understand rejection because he's never had to deal with it. And well, think about it. Yeah. Think about it. If you, if you, if you go with my theory, and I'm pretty, you know, pretty secure in this theory that he's a closet homosexual. Right. There's no way he's accepting sex right there. That's not even an option. Oh, so when a female tells him so, she's so attracted to him, he doesn't know what to do. In fact, the more I think this through, maybe that second glass was for this uh, male grip on the oh, set. Interesting. That's, that's maybe what what they were doing prior to her her arriving. And then the grip was just like, well, I'll just play this off like I was here to to film the scene and we can get away with this. Very, very interesting. Yeah, maybe he's like, hey, can you have that one um, very smooth producer come up and just run lines with me alone in my hotel room? Just send him up and I, don't, don't worry, I've got wine, so no big deal. Uh, okay, so Jacqueline, Jacqueline Bales, right? Jacqueline Bales. So uh, she did- bails and... I did like one thing that she said. She she was like, I didn't expect to get swept off my feet, which is interesting because the, he did not pay a lick of attention to her until the episode just previous. Like they, they had basically only just met. And she's like, I would like they, they had a one on one the previous episode. And before that, she was never on camera. So I thought it was kind of funny that she had been swept off her feet like five minutes prior to this or the day before. right yes okay i like that so jacqueline says goodbye and i'm gonna go on record right now you know she's my favorite contestant in the history of the show and by favorite and by favorite i just mean most fascinating 
like you said, the one that kind of broke the, what would you say? It, the fourth you wall? Per- yeah, broke the fourth wall and that she realized what a joke this freaking yeah. show is. Yeah. And she she spoke out against it in her in her tears and her conflict. Um, I I very much uh, recommend, if you guys don't watch the show, to go back and, and uh Try to t- try to find Jacqueline's conflict with the show because it really kind of sums up what a, like a level-headed, normal person would go through, as 100%. opposed to one of these gullible, she's, uh, fame-seeking she's, bitches. She's very intriguing. Um, she's not. She's de- you know obviously, or she's probably isn't the most beautiful girl on this season, but she might be the most interesting. She had a lot going on. She didn't get. Yeah. She didn't show up till late. Um, and that, that's kind of, uh, that's kind of a bummer because she might've been the most interesting. Okay. So that's one in one out. Je- Becca K yeah, stays so, so, Jacqueline uh, bounces of her own volition. Right. So who's up next? And it kind of caused a little bit of controversy because as Chris Harrison or whoever, uh, you know, delivers the one-on-one date, you have, you know, Becca and you have Tia and you have the taxidermist and then you have Lauren B who, Made big strides with the both of us last week in Paris when she was this like seemingly a zero. Wow. Well, I mean, seemingly zero chick who was too good for the show or too good for him where she just wasn't very animated. But she won us both over when she told this horrible story about her ex and it kind of explained why she was such an introvert. And you could tell, I mean, last week, Ari must have said 38 times that he's very attracted to her. Like he wants to give her every chance in the book to, to win him over because he really wants to have, he was, which contradicts what I just said about being gay. He was begging her. He's like, just give me, cause she wasn't talking. He's like, just give me a sign. I'm into you. Like you're hot. Like let's just. And just make it look good for the camera so I don't look like a fool for giving you a rose. You have to just like open up a little bit. And she just gave him just like a, just a sliver of room. And he's like, all right, you're in. Um, but I, I think Jason, you and I, we owe the listeners of this podcast an apology because we completely, or at least I did. And I think you did too, completely missed the boat on Lauren B. They, the producers fooled us. Great, great edit because they slow played this hottie. She was just hanging around the back, like no one on one dates, like a couple, like she'd look good in the, in her little moments that she'd get some alone time at the cocktail party. And then she'd always get a rose and you're like, eh, whatever. She's, you know, just another, another one of the Laurens. She's out of here. This is the hottest chick left on the show. Like super hot body, just like really banging and was a non-factor until exactly one week ago. I agree. It's distractingly attractive. So she's hot. The, she's so hot. Um, and I, I give her credit, man. Like, all right. I don't even know if she does this maliciously or what, but like she plays it really smooth. Very and She's I don't key. know if that's because that's her first personality or because you said last week, this chick has never had to chase anybody. No. Like she's always been the, the chasey and she's admitted as much. I've never had to, you know, line up and try to uh, work for somebody's affection. Uh, she's hot. Uh, she's, and 
And I like her a lot, and I, I think she's going to win this yeah, thing. She's got a really good chance to win. She's probably the front runner right now. And he, and, she, and she's worked him. So they go on a date. They have some gelato. They walk around like the typical, like the kind of thing you would see in a commercial, like visit Tuscany. They're like uh, sipping um, espresso and eating gelato, and they're like sitting in in a um, town square or whatever, and and a soccer ball rolls between their feet, and he's like, "Hey, you want to play a little bit of soccer?" And she's like, "Sure!" And they start playing soccer with the kids, which is like. Do you really want to get all sweaty on a date and like run around with some brats? And you could tell he's he's Dutch, so he's played a little soccer. He's like juggling. He kind of looks like uh, he kind of looks like Ralph Macchio when he's on the beach, like trying to show off. Um, and and this Lauren B is she's still kind of quiet. And then they go to dinner, right? And Ari's like doing that thing where he's like, Oh, you know, I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm not sure we've had enough time, blah, blah, blah. And she's working him the whole time. She, she played hard to get. She got him into her and boom. What does she do, Jason? She drops the fucking L word out of nowhere. So, so this is, uh, you know, this is always like a, 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 a subject, a sensitive subject on this show. You don't it do is it. not only, um, you know, she says she's falling in love with him and that, that she's not the first to do it, but it, it came, came out of nowhere because she's been very coy the entire time. The interesting part was it was almost like she said it and he threw up in his mouth. Yeah. Like he was, he had this violent reaction to her saying it. And he literally, just like you see in the movies and you never see yep. in, in a real situation, he asked to be excused it's, from the table so he can go catch catch his breath. Total beta. Like, total beta. Like, just yeah. great, great way to draw the picture. He was, imagine him, he's the John Cusack character where right. she says, I think I'm falling in love with you. And he's like, hold on, I'll be right back. It really was. It was like it was missing everything other than like the cheesy thing in movies where they go to what's going off in his mind, like exploding volcanoes or fireworks. And like he just didn't know how to react with that information. Just not an alpha male like you and I, where we just sit there and we look her in the eyes and we process what she said while smiling and making sure that we don't say the same words back to her. Right. And at this point, he literally gets up and walks off to take to to, yeah. to get a breath of fresh air. Like I've always said that maybe the, the biggest lie in any movie or TV show is when somebody says, I need to go out for a breath of fresh air. I've never once heard anyone in real life say that. No, but that's like it's like a ploy that TV and movie writers use to add drama like they need to just walk it off. Totally. And um he did that. He went away and she, they go back to her and she's like crying. She's like, what did I say? Yeah, I, I fucked up. This up. Yeah. I said something that ruined this thing. And he comes back like a boss and says, I don't know if it was right there at the table, but he explains himself. I, I'm so nervous right now. I don't know yeah. what to say, but he does something that no bachelor has done in the history of the show. And I think it breaks the laws. It breaks the rules. I don't think they're supposed to say right. it because the show wants you to believe that there are 
four or five women still in play. Yep. He tells her that he's falling deeply in love with her. Remember, it was a it was a big scandal when that big dope um, Ben H from Indiana, yeah, which is a huge, just the biggest zero in the history of the show. He's he's if Byron Velvick is a nine in terms of bachelors, this guy was like a negative three. He told two chicks, JoJo and Want Lauren that he loved both of them. And it was like a big scandal because then, then Jojo thought she had the show locked up because the guy told her he loved her the day before. And the next day he cut her ass. So it's, it's a big deal. You're not supposed to do it. Um, and I, I feel like he, it just came out. I think it was one of those things where he realized how violent he reacted and how stupid he, he was and how it scared her. Like he yeah. finally got her to admit some feelings and he ruined it. Yep. And he realized, wait, I need to salvage this. I need to make sure yep. she knows this was not me being scared off. This was me being so nervous that I share the same feelings. Typical I did, I beta. Was, I, yeah, I was, I was uh, speechless. But for a bachelor, the episode before Hometowns, to say he's deeply falling in love with with a contestant, I mean, this is unheard of. What this a pussy! Is, we're, yeah, we are. I mean, even Ben, Ben the pussy. Um, I think he proclaimed his love in the fantasy suites right. after he had yep. sex with them. Right, of course. I mean, which is understandable is, because because you're you you're overcome with with yeah, orgasm euphoria. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, you can't you can't help it. Like she just banged you really good, and you just start saying shit. It's hard. It's hard to resist that. But this guy, he's he's looking at this Lauren chick, and he's like, "Holy fuck! This chick saying she loves me. She's so fucking hot. I don't, I don't know what to do here." Yeah, I mean, it really, I mean, again, I keep telling people this This is an amazing season of The Bachelor. They keep they keep um, doing things that just go against the nature of the show. And this was just an, yet another part of this season that kind of blew me away. Where does he go from here? So obviously, after hearing that, you, you say to yourself, Warren B is going to win this thing. It's just how is he going to play the others against the others and how what is he going to do next? And I will say I wrote down a note because I had to. And if you could uh, somehow go to your DVRs or find this. Yeah, look it up. After, after he tells her that he's deeply in love with her, they have this scene where she's like she's on heels, but she's kind of on her tippy toes also in this amazing dress. And she's just got these legs that just are just killers. Um, you need to access that part because like, uh, short of She's like, so hot. Yes. Yeah, s- short of like, you know, skin or just outright porn. Like that's that scene right there really kind of gets you going. I mean, that's uh, a, yeah, she's banging that dress that she's wearing. So she gets a rose and she's, she, they get the very spontaneous, um, backlit makeout scene going and, not shockingly, he and Becca had the same, hey, let's just stop right here and lean up against this wall and you hold your shoes in your hand or your giant size 13s and put them behind my, put your arms around my neck. And uh, luckily we're, we're super backlit here. So it looks good in the shot and it's just kind of shocking. Um, so let, let's rush through this. Then next, next, what? yes, one more yeah, thing. Ru- ru- rushing through, um, and it is a kind of a rush through anyways, because like, 
Cien, who is the final uh, woman of color on the show. Yep. Uh, we've been saying this the whole time. She's really smart. She I don't went know to she Yale. Was, she went to an Ivy League school. Um, she's extremely uh, well thought out and methodical about this. And I, I think we've been saying from the get go, like she's probably too smart for this guy. She's she's and, crushing the commercial real estate game. So he's he's like just became a realtor from after his his car racing career. So she's further, even though he's thirty six and she's twenty seven. He's she's much further into her career than he right. is. So they talk about, oh, you know, what's going to happen? And she's like, hey, I would never tell you to leave what you have at home for me. And she's like, I'm not really planning to move for anybody either, but we can have the conversation. That was the record scratch for him. Totally. Uh, he, he very much needs a housewife to move to Arizona. Yep. Um, and she's the opposite of that. She basically said, oh, we could talk about it. So, um, the, the, I guess the unsurprising thing was that he, he didn't give her a rose. The surprising thing was how pissed off she seemed after, like she did not see that coming. Like she thought, she thought that she had a pretty good shot at this and she gets sent home. So in the history of the show, when we could, I mean, I, I guess Rachel is the, the one that contradicts all of these tests, right. but you just don't see women of color lasting this long. No, she went, she went deep. She was super hot, and you, you know she thought she was going on just based on her choice of top. She was wearing – at first I thought, did she put her shirt on backward because she had a lace – top that was that was split down the middle so it looks yeah. it split all the way down the middle and then and then buttoned with like those kind of loop buttons that kept it open in the middle and i'm like is her fucking top on backwards secondly she's no there's you can't wear a bra with that kind of top and because she's got she's smaller chested that that's okay she can get away with not wearing a bra but it was lace i don't what was her nipple strategy jason she had to have some something cupping the actual nipple or you would be able to see it through the shirt and then she and then she took her she had a leather jacket on she took her leather jacket off um, and the whole back of the shirt was open. So I'm like, oh, no, it's not on backward. It's like supposed to be open both front and back. She was really putting it out there. She looked great. But they go they go to some um, somebody's villa, and it's like a family, and they're making pizzas. And this fucking Ari, this Ari, he makes her a heart-shaped pizza. And I got yeah. to be honest, Jason, on a scale of Mojave Desert to – communion wafer rate the dryness of cn's lower half when she was presented by the with the heart-shaped pizza i mean is there a bigger loser move than that yeah i mean that's that's very cliched and i wrote i wrote a note saying that uh, they've done this twice now in this season where they've had the couple just go to some family's house at the uh, venue. Weird. And I'm thinking that has to be such a uh, maneuver to side on the cheap. Like I'm guessing they, they paid the uh, family a couple hundred bucks, but I guess it beats like running a yacht for the day. They just said, you go stay with a family for a day. It was it's, it's almost yeah. like they were it's lazy. 
um, exchange students or, you know, you know, coming from a hostel or something. It was just very, a very cheap move on the show's part. Um, but yeah, so they move past the end. She doesn't get a rose. And like, no rose. I was surprised at how pissed she was, yep. um, but she's gone. And then, so then we're into the group date. We're going to find out who the last two girls are that are going to get home. Two out of three. Two out of three. So it's a three, it's so, a three person uh, group date. Young Becca, the taxidermist who, I mean, has, has really impressed me more by the week. She, I don't find her particularly attractive and she says some weird shit you, to him. No, you know what? Time. You know what? I got to disagree. This Kendall is another, not quite as much as Lauren B, but I will say this. She might not be quite as hot as Lauren B, but she's really attractive, much more attractive than we've given her credit for so far this season. And B, she's smart and interesting. She's the one that chased Crystal out of there. After the way she handled Crystal, even, oh, yeah. if, even if Ari was thinking about keeping Crystal, he would have looked like an idiot because he this Kendall, by just being nice and thoughtful, was able to show out Crystal for the monster that she was. And now she's still around. And again, she does herself proud every episode. She doesn't do anything to embarrass herself. She has... You know, she keeps it polite. She doesn't talk shit on the other girls. She's just there to be herself. And yet they they played up the whole taxidermy thing early. But she's super attractive and super interesting. And I'm I'm embarrassed that I didn't notice it earlier in the season. Well, I mean, you just hit on it. There's a reason why why we why we were blinded by uh, her being this quirky, crazy chick. Because who was the? I mean, you're better with names than I am. Who was that one contestant on a bachelor at some point who was just batshit crazy? Who just right. like walked around right. and did oh, stupid um, stuff? Yes, yes. Had, like, conversations. Uh, Mesa Verde. She was talking to animals. Yeah, she I, went nuts I, on Bachelorette. Yeah, and, and you and you could tell the show, yeah. the show early on made her to be this right batch crazy chick who was a, in taxidermy. Which is just a ridiculous occupation. They were setting her up in that role. That's not, she's an enthusiast. That's not her occupation. She likes taxidermy or whatever. They set that up. But, uh, yeah, it was a, then you realize once, once they can't really hide her in sound bites anymore because she's got to be on the whole show, you're like, oh, this chick's pretty cool. She's cute. She's super cute. And she's not a dummy like a lot of these chicks can be. She's, she's one of the, I, th- I think I said there are three. She's one of the three women on the show that are almost too smart for any contestant on in, in the history of the show. Like she, she really is, uh, breaks shit down and is an intellectual superior to most of these chicks. So you have uh, the taxidermist, you have uh, the twenty-two-year-old Becca, and then you have Tia, who um, you know both of us like, and she's the Arkansas chick from Wayner, Arkansas, yeah. Wayner. Wiener, Arkansas, who on the very first night gave her gave uh, him in a miniature penis, a rubber penis and said, I hope you're not a little wiener or something stupid like that. Anyways. Yeah, it was awful. Uh, yeah. So Tia um, does the real shitty move. She, yeah. uh, you know, they're at some chateau again. And oh, by the way, the chateau. Uh, there's a very uninteresting fact that they had Ari read that one of Napoleon's sister 
lived in the chateau. Yeah. So that that's extremely uninteresting and doesn't make me want to go Super there anymore boring. than usual. Yeah. yeah. So um, Tia, Tia, she takes the bad guy tact. And I don't know if she was coached into this. I don't know if it's the fact that we lost Crystal and they're like, we need some drama here. She uses her time on the date to just openly talk shit on cute little Becca. Yeah, I mean, it was one of those things where, like, I think Tia was in a pretty good place. Tia, She's moving on. She's, I, she's I the really favorite. I think Tia, Tia was hometown. Hometown. Yes. Uh, I think she was hometown destined, and she plays the very uh, peculiar card of as they're just kind of walking together alone, she says, I don't think little Becca – is in this for what we're in it for. I don't think she's mature enough or old enough to know what she wants so or to be up. married. So fucked up. She just completely sells her down the road. And I guess you give her a little bit of credit because she circled back to Becca and told her what she told Ari. Yep. And Becca had this very genuine uh, organic, like just in the moment response of just crying. Yeah, she'd been like, stabbed in the back. Like you told him yeah. what she was, she was crying. And then, so then she runs to Ari and our, yeah. her, Ari embraces her. And I got to be honest, wasn't a great skin day for Becca. Becca was looked like she might be having a little bit of a breakout. They didn't get her makeup right or something. And maybe the crying didn't help there. You saw a big like drop of mascara roll down her face. It was Tia really, really fucked her over. And I, I felt bad for Becca. Dude, I, I honestly, um, I think this sealed her fate. Like it was yeah. a, it sealed, it sealed Becca's fate and it sealed Tia because Becca goes to him crying like, I can't believe she just said this. No one believes me. You don't believe me. And it was just this tearful thing of like snotty tears. It's a bad look. Nobody wants to be seen. She wanted herself a hometown date because of Tia's misstep. Yep. Um, I think it was a complete emotional play on Ari's part. Like, how could I let her go now? Um, Again, in the grand scope of the game show here. Tia just made a very wrong move, and I think she kind of realized it when Ari came back and handed out. Uh, this is what he did, and this was kind of weird. They all they all three sit down together. Kendall, yeah. Becca, and Tia are all there with Ari. He's had he's had uh, individual time with each, and he sits down next to him, picks up one of the roses, and and to add drama, as the producers I'm sure laid this out. He gave the rose right to the taxidermist. She's going hometown. Yeah, you didn't see that coming. Leaves, it was shocking. Which leaves after the commercial break, and they're going to wait until like dinner. Yep. To decide between Becca and taxidermist, for, or uh, Becca and Tia for who moves on. A lot of drama in that one. There, yeah, they go, they go. So Kendall gets a rose. She's safe, which was kind of shocking. And then they extend it, so they go to dinner. And it's, and he's, he's like, okay, Tia, let's go talk alone. And, uh, and Becca says something like, you know, there's still more of me to see or something like that. Like basically like FYI, like if we move on to next week or yeah. fantasy suites, we're going to fuck. Like I'm 22. Right. I'm super hot. My body's super juicy. Like let's get to, let's keep me around because I'm going to have sex with you. Yeah. She is very hot. 
and fun and smart. Yeah, yeah she's, she's one of the three that I keep the the triad that I keep mentioning. Too smart for this. She's going to look super cute in her little bikini on Bachelor in Paradise. Okay, we got we got to move it along. So the, yeah, so, so Tia's tell, pl- Tia's, tell, tell everyone what happens. Tia's plan works. Tia's Tia talks shit on Becca. Becca cries, and you think, well, that's you know that might be it for Tia. That's pretty fucked up. But this dummy Ari is like, no. Um, you know, maybe she is too young, despite the fact that she's like three or four years younger than the other girls. And he's a, <laughs> he's a decade older than the other girls. His yeah. the 14 year age gap is just too much to bear. And he sends cute little Becca home, which was which was a bummer. And now Tia looks she's she's the de facto villain that's that's left of the show of the of the four girls that's left. Um, Tia looks like the bad guy here. So we have, we have Becca left We have Becca K, um, non-factor. I mean, I, I would be shocked to see her get moved past next week. Although he seems to like her. And then there's, um, Kendall who I like the taxidermist, um, Lauren B the hottie and Tia, the, the Arkansas. Um, they're all, they're all getting hometown dates. And of course they preview it with a bunch of, um, dads, being dicks to Ari yeah. in their conversations. And then you're going to watch the episode and it's going to be nowhere near that tense or uh, the vibe won't be like they make it out to be. Um, and, but normally I would say that Kendall probably had the least chance to move on, but um, I don't know. I don't know. Tia, I think has put herself in a weird position. Becca, I, I'm just shocked that she's even made it this far. The only one that I, I that I know for sure is going to move on to the next round is Lauren B because she's so hot and he's so into her. Um, now, quickly before we sign off, Jason, we let's do a few. We have a few emails to get to first. Yes. Hi, Brian and Jason. Your podcast prompted me to watch The Bachelor. I like it a lot, but some moments are so painfully cringy that I have to look away. Do you have similar feelings? Also, I noticed that Ari has not once had to adjust his trousers. Oh, wait. Did we do this one already? To conceal a massive boner? He has hot chicks <laughs> rubbing up on him all the time. You would think that he would be too messant, but no, Ari must be seeking a beard, not true love. I think we did do that one or one like it. Uh, I can, who, I, who wrote it? Murph in Long Island. Oh, yeah. We know Murph. And, yeah. and I will say this because that was brought up last night in the tweet from uh, from West L.A., um, I'm impervious to the sentimental moments of the show. No, I have watched cringe. so much of this. I'm, I've watched so much of it that uh, very few things make me cringe. I find humor in a lot of it, and and the real sentimental stuff I find genuine and interesting. And I'll bring it up I on cringe. the podcast. So no, I, I don't cringe. I cringe like a motherfucker, and I often have to have to fast forward parts. Okay, another one. Dear Brian and Jay Stew. Ari gives off a creepy vibe. Do you think the girls are legitimately into him or are they just trying to win the contest? Thanks. That's from Drew in West LA. I think a little bit of both. And it's, it's like I've always said, these chicks would not probably be into him outside of this bubble that they're in. But because they're in a bubble, it's a game. They're trying to win the game. So they may not be into him, but they think they're into him. And that's all that matters. Right, Jason? I think the um, – I don't know what the numbers are, but if you Google this, I'm sure someone has figured it out. The percentage of couples that have stayed together after the show um, is so small. It's like 20% or something. It just – it begs for the analysis that 
these couples get very wrapped up in this little love tale on a TV show, and it is not sustainable. And also, we don't care. We know they're going to break up after the show. We're done watching at that point. Okay, a couple more. Dear Brian and Jason, quick question. When Ari finally plugs little Becca, will he stop being such a cuck? Also, do you think Ari is a loud comer? Thank you, Beauregard in Connecticut. Beauregard, that is inappropriate. First of all, he sent Becca Becca away, which kind of makes him even more of a cuck because she was so hot and fun and interesting. Um, and I don't, I don't know about his, the volume of his ejaculations or during his ejaculations. Not, yeah. Not, that's the thing. That's the thing about sending Becca home before hometowns yeah. or even, or even, I mean, she seemed like a sure deal for fantasy suites. Yeah, like 100%. that would have been so fun for him. You yes. could tell. Spinner. And, like, yeah. And I, I, I will give Beauregard, uh, just a little bit of credit for having the nickname of a famous general Confederate general in the civil war. Um, but anyways, uh, side note. Yeah. I don't see him being a loud comer. I don't really see him being a comer with women. Right. I don't you, know how you've he made that clear it. since the beginning. Uh, and one, hold on. one more email. Um, this one's a long one. Brian and Jason just pause to hopefully get this in before you all record. Lauren, to quote Brian, is put together, agreed, and not ashamed to admit when she jumped into Ari's arms when seeing him, that scene was rewound and paused. She almost, uh, if not, she has almost, if not a crystal level body, um, and Ari has finally figured that out. Jay Stu, you also were spot on that Jacqueline was way too smart for this show, or Ari, and what a move to bounce before he eliminated her anyway. That was smart. Lauren's tight back and ass are still paused on my screen, going to move on with the show. Final four, Becca K, Lauren T, and Kendall for hometowns. Pretty easy to predict. Oh, I don't think it's that easy. Quick side note, thanks for all your awesome years on the Jim Rome show, Stu. You actually let me get through to Jim two times, late 90s, while still in the Marines, and was an avid listener. You two are killing it. Thanks for doing these recaps. That's David in Salt Lake for work, who was mentioned at the beginning of the show. That's the same David. Uh, okay, Any, anything else to add, Jason, before we go? Wait a minute. I'm, I'm not going to gloss over a Marines email. Oh, he, I know we're, yes. we're short on time, but come yes. on, Brian. Thank you for your service, David, first, first and foremost. And did I only let you through twice? If you tried and I and I, I denied you and you're, a you're you're a marine, I feel like an asshole. Right. Um, well, his takes I, his takes were probably weak. And yeah, but I you know I I do I am sentimental when it comes to our our troops and. But then again, it was before nine eleven, so I wasn't as sentimental. It wasn't. Oh, really? It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't popular to be sentimental oh, about the troops. Maybe that that's the way I oh, was. Oh, I was. I was very sentimental about the troops pre and post nine <laughs> eleven. How dare you? I love America. And you are David. Could not be more correct about Warren B. So, uh, I encourage anyone who doesn't w- watch the show that listens to this to try to find as much Lauren B. on video as you can. She's super banging. Be alone, be alone while you do it. Ken- Kendall, I don't think makes it past next week. I think he's just too into this Becca for some reason. Um, but thankfully, she will be big on Bachelor in Paradise. I can't wait to see her there. I'm, I'm, I've become a huge fan. Okay, that is it for this week. Uh, Jason, appreciate the all the updates. Great job, as always, for Jason Stewart. My name is Brian Beckner. This is The Bachelor Lifestyle from theballerlifestyle.com. We will check back with you the next week. Night. Only way to see him is-
as if he's lit up by street lights. He's slightly taller than the average human height, but the shadow he casts might easily give one fright. He's peaceful, but you wouldn't know it. Two kids at home, he was grocery shopping. Something was stolen from the other side of the store. Owner quickly molded the suspect, it looked like him. Now added police get bonus day. Came lurking under radio got as they crept up on him, walking in complete silence. They clicked the loaded gun and frightened the gentle giant with sirens. He's blinded by their.